0: This is Colleen McGee bringing you another episode of Fort Riley, the podcast. This week, we turn our attention to the Holocaust Days of Remembrance. From 1939 to 1945, 2.7 million Jews and others were deported to what was known as killing centers in German-occupied Poland. Probably the most infamous of those is Auschwitz. Auschwitz was also the first one liberated by US soldiers. And what they saw left a lasting impression on them. Today, I'm joined by Mishi and Rabbi Michael Harari. Rabbi Harari is a chaplain and a captain with the 1st Infantry Division. And the two of them are here to talk about the impact that the Holocaust had on their family.
1: Chaplain Harari, 116 Infantry. I'm the uh, battalion chaplain, as well as on the uh, rabbi here on Fort Riley.
2: Mishi Harari. I'm Chaplain Harari's wife. Okay.
0: So we're talking about the Holocaust days of remembrance today, and I I think the first question I would like each of you to think about, and it was, why is it important today to remember?
1: In general, when people think of the Holocaust, uh, sometimes they, they narrow it down to think of it on a a, a Jewish plane and saying that you know how many how many millions of Jews were were murdered uh, in labor camps and death camps um, and thinking it is a you know it was something that just happened to one people at one time you know years and years ago during the Second World War mm-hmm. when looking deeper into it to know that it affected all individuals of any minorities of any uh, backgrounds of religions that didn't agree with the establishment or with the Nazi party. So when thinking about that, it applies more today than even it did back then. So, uh, it does affect everyone and learning that a educated, sophisticated community country can do something. Um, the, the, the battle cry from the Holocaust always is never forget. Uh, because as long as we remember what was done, what could be done by a seemingly civilized population, educated population, it could always it could always happen again in any country around the world.
0: And we're talking we're really talking about diversity here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So even even in regards to not just religion, color, creed, but someone who would be special needs would be exterminated. Someone who would have a, uh, a disability would be exterminated. So thinking about that and thinking about our population nowadays of how we have to be sensitive, accepting, uh, and understanding that um, as, as the army even teaches in uh, 6-22 on leadership, that our strength comes through diversity and not by removing everyone else that is different than you.
2: I think for me, it has more of a smaller personal meaning because I, I guess I could say in a way, the Holocaust is what I come from. My entire family, my grandparents, great grandparents, all of their uh, siblings, neighbors, cousins, aunts, uncles, um, they all went through the holocaust. Many of my family many of my family members were were killed in concentration camps, and so for me, it's just more of a personal thing. Like I feel as if, almost a sense of pride to say that this is what my family went through and, and this is what my community and their family went through and we're still here and we're strong and we have our families and we've, you know, we've, we've lived and we've grown. And I, I think it's kind of special for me that people nowadays know what my family went through and what my, you know, other people in my community, what their families went through, because I feel like a lot of people don't know very much about the Holocaust at all. And that's foreign to me, because growing up, we were very open about the Holocaust. My All my grandparents, you know, spoke about it. Um, it was just something that we talked openly about. So when I meet people that don't know anything about it, I kind of feel like, I guess I could say a little bit let down, kind of feel like, People should know that, you know, this is what we have gone through as a people.
1: Uh, I grew up in South Florida, where where many Holocaust survivors moved due to the weather and, and other things. So growing up as a kid, I remember clearly people, congregants in our, in our synagogue with numbers tattooed on their arms from concentration camps. And that was a normal thing. Everyone knew these were survivors with tattoos on their arm one day there will be no more survivors who's gonna tell the story who's gonna say hey this is what happened to our people this is what happened to all people that were different
2: my mom's mom spent some years in Auschwitz and so for her you know and and her husband my grandfather that I never met they were both there Um, and so I know every every piece of food was very precious to them. Um, And my grandmother actually became like a a very uh, well-known cook in camps in upstate New York. It was her thing. She just always loved to cook in abundance for people. Um, And yeah, food was was a very big thing for her, for both of my grandmothers, but particularly for my mom's mom. Um, And I remember when I was little, she used to take me on walks and just, you know, She would just talk about the fresh air and the birds chirping and, you know, I I would assume that a lot of that appreciation came from not having that freedom at one time in her life.
0: So, so for you growing up in Florida and having parishioners in in your synagogue, what were some of the things that you noticed about them that may make them